you ever heard the name George Frederick Handel? Yes, some of you have. I know you have. He was a famous musician uh, back in the 1700s, and he's most famous for his musical masterpiece, Handel's Messiah. And this wonderful, wonderful, amazing piece of music, I believe he wrote it in about 24 days, something like that. It was just a, amazing how it came together, but it, it all begins with a tenor voice, sweetly singing these words, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. And that's something we love to hear at Christmas time, Handel's Messiah. I guess for several hundred years now, we've been listening to it every Christmas time, right? You know, there's another great Christmas hymn, a carol that we love. And that was, it comes out of the 16th century, even before Handel's Messiah. And it comes from England. It's an English Christmas carol. It's entitled, God rest ye merry gentlemen. And then it has those special words in there. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. I know I've embarrassed you because I've started singing. Oh, pastor, don't sing. <laughs> well, I, I love to at Christmas time. You know, I guess it just gets in my heart. And so it's a time of singing. Anyhow, Christmas time is. Now, I want to talk about this word comfort. Comfort. Comfort is a wonderful word. It's one of those absolutely wonderful words that seems to put invisible arms around us and seems to hold us up during our more difficult times. The word comfort comes to us in our pain and our despair and brings with it its aid and its soft strength. Now, there are certain food people like to eat when they're distraught, when they're stressed or distressed, when they're down or discouraged. We call it comfort food, comfort food. Yes. Now for some people, comfort food uh, is chocolate, be it chocolate bar or a cup of hot chocolate or something with marshmallows, which by the way, it's our plan to give you that. I'll tell, I'll tell you that in a little while. For actually, for some other people, comfort food for them is French onion soup. When they're feeling, oh, overwhelmed, give me a bowl of French onion soup. What kind of food do you eat when you need comfort? Hmm? What is your comfort food? Is, is it popcorn? Is it uh, chips with gravy? <laughs> what, what is it? it? Is it steamed rice? What might be your comfort food? Hmm? Someone type in uh, what your comfort food is. I'd like to know. Um, we're not going to stop the service there and talk about comfort food. We, we have to move on here. But talking about comfort, do you remember when you were young and something, I don't know, traumatic happened to you? Maybe a dog barked and scared you or perhaps you, you, you fell off your bicycle or something. And you felt overwhelmed. And perhaps it was your mother or a father who took you in their arms and sat down with you and comforted you, consoled you and strengthened you. Aren't they good memories? You have memories like that. I hope you do. I hope you've got some memories, good family memories like that. Comfort 
can come to us when someone tries to, to cheer us up or to try and empathize with us. There's a story told of a, a little girl who came home one day from her neighbor's place. Now her, their neighbor had a little girl who passed away. The little girl died. And so this little girl just came home from that home. She, she came back home. Her father asked her, where were you, sweetheart? Oh, I was next door. Why did you go there? Well, I went there to, to, to comfort, to comfort her mommy. And the father asked his daughter, sweetheart, how in the world, what, what could you possibly do to comfort her? And the little girl said, I climbed up into her lap and I cried with her. Now that's comforting. That's comforting. Sometimes you don't say anything. You just weep with those that weep. And there's a comfort to that. Sometimes it's comforting to know that there's someone going through the trial and testing alongside with you. It's not that they've been through it before. That can be comforting too. But they're right there at your side going through it together with you. And many's a a Christian brother or sister has been greatly comforted just by the fact to know they're not alone. There's someone there with them. They don't have to face this alone. There's a story of two Christian men in the 1500s in England. And that was a difficult time to be a Christian. Yes, it was. It seemed that uh, bloody Mary was on the throne and she was causing all kinds of havoc and persecution for uh, many of the Christians. Anyhow, it was very, very difficult time, very difficult years there for many Christians. And during the English reformation in the 1500s, two of these Christian men, Hugh Latimer and Nicholas Ridley, they were arrested and tried and condemned as heretics for believing in Jesus Christ. And they were to be put to death. They were to be burned at the stake for their faith. It was to happen in the little town. Wasn't so little actually of Oxford, England in the year 1555. And they bound the men and side by each. And they threw their sticks, bundles of sticks around the stakes and they lit them afire. And according to sources, as the flames leapt up, Hugh Latimer, who was a few years older than Nicholas Ridley, Latimer was heard to, to calmly say to Nicholas Ridley, he said, be of good comfort, Mr. Ridley, and play the man. We shall this day light such a candle by God's grace in England as I trust shall never be put out. And he was right. Their death helped spark a tremendous revival and reformation. And God answered prayer. And of course brought about a new queen on the throne. And the doors were open wide. And men could worship God according to the dictates of their conscience. Worship God without fear of persecution. For those two men went through that together. Sometimes comfort comes from looking into the face of the captain or the leader. 
Robert Louis Stevenson was a famous author. Maybe you are familiar with some of his writings. He lived in the 1800s. He once told of a ship out at sea that was coming near land and was caught in a storm, a dreadful storm close to a rocky coast. The storm threatened to dash the ship upon the rocks, killing all of the people. The passengers were ordered down below deck. It was frightful. The ship tossed and rocked and turned people downstairs. They were frightened to death. One daring young man disobeying orders came up on deck and the waves and the wind uh, made it almost impossible to, to maneuver along deck, but he managed to, to get to the, to the bridge. That's that front area where they control the ship and looking in, he saw the man who steers the ship. That's the helmsman. And there he saw the helmsman lashed in there, holding tight, firm on the wheel. And he was inching that ship away from the rocks. Well, the helmsman noticed him out of the corner of his eye and turned and saw the man watching. And he gave the man a big grin. Ah, the man saw this went back down below and he made the announcement to the people. It's all right, folks. I've seen the helmsman and he smiled. We're going to be okay. Sometimes comfort can come just like that from the face of the leader. Sometimes a word from the Lord can comfort us greatly. Many's a time in the 40 years of my ministry, I've needed comfort and I've found God's word to comfort my heart. Some 34, 33 years ago, maybe my wife and I and family, little family, we went through some horrible persecution and it was in the scriptures, particularly the book of Psalms that we found incredible comfort from the Lord. Back when Moses died, the children of Israel, they were ready to enter into the promised land. Their leader was named Joshua. Now Joshua was an experienced man of war. 40 years in the wilderness. He headed up all of the hosts of the children of Israel there. He had a lot of experience and it was to be his job to be the new leader of two or 3 million Israelites and lead them over into the promised land. Joshua was 80 years of age, but he was still human and he was still unsure of the future. And he was still nervous and scared. And so the word of the Lord came to Joshua in chapter one. And here's what God said to Joshua that comforted him and strengthened him and helped him to get through the Jordan and into the promised land. Here's what God said. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. 
I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law, which Moses, my servant commanded thee turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. And that word of the Lord comforted Joshua. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. That's what we're talking about tonight. And it's the Christmas time, the Christmas season. And the words of Handel's Messiah and that lone tenor voice. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. The famous missionary David Livingston felt called of God to go to what was then known as the dark continent, the continent of Africa. It had been unexplored. He felt called of God to go there and not just to explore it, but to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ That was his main mission, his main job to bring the word of life, the gospel of Jesus Christ to lost men and women in Africa. And David Livingston was afraid. And when he read his Bible in Matthew 28, he came upon the promise of Jesus Christ and it comforted him and strengthened him. And apparently He said, that's what got him to Africa and kept him there was the promise of Jesus Christ in Matthew 28. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And that word of the Lord was enough to comfort David Livingston. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Every Christmas for 20 years now, We've had Christmas services at the church. We've had candlelight services. We'd sing silent night. We'd tell the Christmas story. We'd sing the hymns. We'd have some Christmas goodies. We'd have wonderful fellowship. But alas, we cannot do that this year. We cannot come together for some Christmas fellowship and some Christmas time of comfort one of another. We cannot do that. And so I suggest we take it upon ourselves to comfort one another. We do that. That's something we can do. Something we cannot do is get together in a church service, but something we can do is we can reach out and we can start comforting one another at Christmas time. This is something that I believe we can do. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. I pray that every believer in Jesus Christ connected with our church will reach out at this Christmas time 
reach out to some other Christians, plural, and offer them comfort, a brother, a sister, and bring them comfort. Now, you might say, Pastor, how do we know? How do we know that we are to comfort one another? Oh, listen, beloved. Come out of your comfort zone. Many Christians, they get in their comfort zone. They know two or three other Christians. and They just have fellowship with them. Come out of your comfort zone. And comfort someone else. But how do we know? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. There's the word of the Lord right there telling us to comfort one another. Normally, we would comfort one another when we get together. We can't do that. So I'm calling upon you to help me help our church. I'm calling upon you folks to be a comfort to someone else. Listen to this in second Corinthians chapter one. See, God has put us all through some trying times. And one of the reasons why God does it, because God makes no mistake. Remember that. One of the reasons why God puts us through trying times is so that now he can comfort us through those trying times so that now we can turn and comfort someone else. Listen to this second Corinthians one, three and four, blessed be God, even the father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them, which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. If God has ever comforted you, now is your time to comfort someone else. Yes. This is how we know that we're to comfort one another. Folks, let's not sit back. Please don't sit back and say, Oh, it doesn't matter if I do something or if I do nothing, it doesn't matter. Oh, it does matter. Absolutely. It matters. Listen, it's like the human body. Every part in the body has got a job to do. And if your feet said, Oh, we are very lowly people. It doesn't matter. We just won't do anything. If your feet said that you wouldn't go anywhere. Right? If your eyes said, we're just two tiny little marbles compared to the whole body. What are we? We won't do anything. Then we would all go blind and we wouldn't see anything. God gave us a body with all these different parts and each part has a job to do. And you have a job to do. And I have a job to do. And it's not that hard. Let's reach out this Christmas time. You may not be able to give gifts to different people, but you can reach out to some different people, people, you know, family, brothers and sisters in the Lord, and you can comfort them. Well, how do we comfort them? You might say, how do we reach out? How do we comfort them? Oh, let me count the ways. 
There are numerous ways in which you and I can reach out. Number one, why don't you make a list? Pick six church people. Pick six church names and try and reach out to them. If you, if you think six is too many, then pick three. Now, remember I mentioned come out of your comfort zone. If you're always having fellowship with Billy and Bobby and Betty, well, continue to have fellowship with them, but reach out and pick three others that you don't normally talk to. Point number two, call them up. It's not that hard to do. You have some form of communication, a phone, a tin can, two tin cans and a string or something. Call them up. Call them up and say, Merry Christmas. Yes, you can do that. I know you can. I am sure you can. Um, what you might want to do possibly is send out a, you know, these things, they're called E cards, the letter E, E cards for electronic card. And it's a Christmas card you send through the internet. You got to go to a website, E card and whatever. And if you know how to do that, why don't you pick out a dozen names and send a dozen E cards out to people? Now, our church runs, give or take, around 200. You don't have to send out 200 e-cards. But you could send out 12, couldn't you? You say, well, Pastor, I, I'm, not, I'm not too computer savvy. I'm not sure I would know how to do that. No problem. Understood. Hey, I feel your pain. <laughs> Go to the dollar store and buy half a dozen real Christmas cards and address them to people in the church and get them in the mail. And you better do it soon. Try and get them in the mail tomorrow. I mean, uh, a week, uh, a week tomorrow is Christmas Eve. <laughs> so uh, do it soon. Or you could hand deliver them. You could do that too. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Or listen, how about doing some Christmas baking? Hmm? You could do some Christmas baking and uh, pick out uh, half a dozen people and uh, make a plate of uh, Christmas goodies for them and then uh, put them in a wrapper, a bag or something and, and call them up saying, I'm going to drop off some Christmas goodies at your door because, you know, COVID restrictions. Oh, we don't want to get too close to people. So, all right, all right, all right. Drop it off at the door. Let them know that you're doing this. Otherwise, porch pirates may come and steal them. Hey, I saw in the news, this one guy was plagued with porch pirates. And every time he'd get an Amazon delivery or something, within 40 minutes, it was gone. And he was getting frustrated. And so what he did was, he, uh, uh, he had a dog. And so he collected up the doggy do and put it in a box and he put that on his front step. Sure enough, in 40 minutes, it was taken. Crazy. Crazy world we live in. So call up the people and let them know, hey, I'm going to be there in five minutes. I got some Christmas goodies for you. Merry Christmas. And then they'll know you're coming. You can leave it on their front step. Away you go. They open the door. Ah, <gasps> You see, you've reached out and touched someone. It's amazing what 
Christmas baking can do. Remember, we talked about comfort food, didn't we? And there's a lot of good Christmas comfort food out there. All right. Well, certainly all of us can do some extra prayer, extra prayer. You say, well, I'm not sure I want to do the first few things. Well, then why don't you spend some extra time on your knees and start praying for a bunch of people in the church? Now, you all have the, the prayer list that was sent to you. There's a lot of names on there of people who need prayer. But there are a lot of church people that need prayer too. Just because their name isn't on the list doesn't mean they don't need prayer. You could spend some extra time alone praying for them. You could do that for sure. And listen, what about our missionaries we've adopted? It's Christmas. They need some comfort too. We just watched a beautiful little missionary presentation by the Brown children. Wasn't that wonderful? Amen. Amen. Oh, that touched my heart all the way from Liechtenstein and telling the Christmas story in German. Boy, those children are doing good. Hallelujah. I wonder who's praying for the Brown family. Send them an email. Merry Christmas. We saw your Christmas video. I'm sure our dear sister Roman is going to get a few emails wishing her a Merry Christmas and assuring her of our love and our prayers. Let's make sure all our missionaries get covered. Amen. And something else too, by the way, someone else who needs a little comfort. Please remember at this time of year, Pastor Tim and Pastor Devian and Pastor Silver, these three men, they work all year long for you and they pray for you and they love you and you are in their hearts. So please remember them at this Christmas time and do something to comfort them. And I do believe that God will, will bless that back to you. Now I have a couple more suggestions here and I I want to uh, put up a slide here. Pastor Devin, you all set? Oh, okay. Yeah. Put that slide up. Would you please? Here's a suggestion. Um, this, this is just a collage of just different pictures we pulled off the internet to illustrate. Send us in a photo of your Christmas decorations at home or send us in a photo of you doing a little selfie, a family selfie or something. Or you could send in a picture of your pet uh, if you have a pet, you know. And what we'll do is we'll show them online this coming Sunday, Sunday morning, Sunday evening. So if no one sends in any, then we'll have none to show. But I hope that a lot of people will send in a picture. So think, think, it, think it through, think about it. And this will encourage, this will encourage other people when they, they see you. Because folks, okay, you can take that picture down now. Thank you. The COVID has kept us apart. We're, we're starting to forget what we look like. So send in a, a picture, a little selfie or something like that. And we'll, if we have a lot of them, we'll show half in the morning and half in the evening. Or if we just have a few, maybe we'll just show them in the morning. Or maybe we'll show them in the evening. I don't know. I'll have to flip a coin, won't I? <laughs> but we'll show them. You send them in and we'll show them. And that's going to help the church family. That's another way that you can encourage your church family. Let us see your smiling face. Or show us some of your amazing decorations. Now, another suggestion, another way that you can help 
comfort and encourage is to send us in your two favorite Christmas carols. Look like the kind of hymn we would sing in church. Now put that slide up. I have another slide. Now there's a few names there. You see there, there's none of that. Santa Claus is coming to town. Okay. We have none, no room for Santa, but the Christmas carols and the hymns that give glory to God for the birth of his son at Christmas time. That's what we want. Now, if you happen to love jingle bells, I, I kind of like the, the, the tune, but if you happen to like that one, fine, but don't send that one in, send in a, another one. Now, these are just some possibilities here, but you send them in and we'll put them all together. And if we get whatever two hymns, we get the most votes for those are the two that we'll sing on Sunday. What do you think of that? So there's a, there's a couple of uh, suggestions right there. You can do that to help comfort. I'm trying to be very practical here, but I need to finish up and I want to show you one more comfort and I need you to take your Bible and I need you to turn to the new Testament, to the book of first Thessalonians, first Thessalonians before you get to Timothy, first Thessalonians and go to chapter four. I find sometimes when I'm talking and talking, I need a little lubrication. I want to show you another comfort here that awaits every Christian. Maybe especially at Christmas. I'm not sure. We do think about it though. It's in first Thessalonians chapter four. Look please and follow along as I read in verse 13, but I would not have you to be ignorant brethren concerning them which are asleep that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, that means to go before, them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the, with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Now repeat Verse 18, out loud, every one of you, say these words out loud with me. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Isn't that good comfort? That's comforting to know that Jesus could come back at any moment. Wouldn't that be a wonderful Christmas gift? If on December 25th, the trumpet sounds... We're caught up in the air. We're with the Lord for Christmas. Now that would be a good Christmas, wouldn't it? Personally, I think the world is going to undergo some major changes in 2021. And if we're still here, folks, we need to forget about worldly things and concentrate on living for the Lord. Hey, you want, you want to be comforted? A week tomorrow night, we're planning the drive-through nativity. 
Oh, we're working hard on that. Lots of details. We want to make it a nice special time. And we decided we're going to start it at six o'clock. I think I had announced six 30, but now we're saying six o'clock to seven 30, an hour and a half. That'll give people lots of time. And you'll be able to come and experience this. And we'll have some nice things for you. We're going to take your picture, souvenir picture. Going to give you some hot chocolate. Going to give you a little treat bag. And brother and Mrs. Ramos are in town. And we're going to put them on the end. Well, hopefully. If if they'll agree to it. We're going to put them on the end. And as you're driving through, you'll be able to wave and say Merry Christmas to brother and Mrs. Ramos. Now it's COVID restrictions. You can't get out of your car. You can't roll down the window and yak back and forth, but at least you'll be able to see them and wave and Merry Christmas. Huh? Sure. Why not? Ah, praise the Lord. The rapturous coming of Jesus Christ in the clouds to take us all home. That is comforting. No matter what trial, tribulation, problem, maybe you've let, let go of a job. Maybe they're telling you that in, uh, after Christmas you're going to be let go. It's comforting to know that Jesus is coming back and he may come back before Christmas. Before they let you go, you're gone. Huh? Those are comforting words. So please hear me, please, this Christmas, let's do this together as a church family. Let the body minister to itself. Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. Let's reach out to a few other Christians and try and think of someone who may not get too many cards or phone calls and call them. And be a blessing to them. Now would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for the comfort that you comfort us with. Help us please. This may be our last opportunity. To minister and serve. Lord I pray the whole church family would get on board. There'd be no one sitting off to one side doing nothing. But everyone would do something. To reach out. And comfort a brother. Comfort a sister. Help us, Father. Give us the wisdom we need. Give us the ability. Give us the opportunity. Help us to comfort one another. And we'll thank and adore you and praise you. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen.